Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to episode 148 of the Talking Dogs on Thursday podcast with myself, Barry Drake. We have a couple of fantastic guests on uh, this week's uh, bumper episode and uh, we're going to start with uh, Cork Camogie star, all-star winner, of course, and uh, captain of the uh, All-Ireland winning team this year. That, of course, is Amy O'Connor and uh, she will be speaking about a big uh, benefit fundraising night for the uh, Cork Camogie where they'll all be in on will be in attendance it's going to be a real special night on December the 9th very much looking forward to that Jimmy Barry Murphy of course uh, will be uh, no doubt in attendance a big supporter of uh, Cork Camogie and uh, he'll be speaking as well on the podcast and we'll also catch up with Justin Young who will have a couple of uh, real good stories to tell and he'll be promoting a great uh, night uh, memorial night at Shelburne Park uh, which is upcoming as well in memory of his uh, good friend and uh, Jim McCann who uh, sadly passed away uh, recently that's going to be a, a great occasion there on Friday the 24th of November so plenty to talk about on this week's podcast now we're going to say hello to um, Cork Camogie star Amy O'Connor who um, kindly joins us on the uh, podcast uh, so firstly hello to you um, Amy Hi Barry how are you? Yeah, fantastic. And um, as I was saying off year, I suppose we've been shouting you on um, all year, like so many people all over the Cork County. And um, you've treated us to some wonderful performances. Uh, you must be absolutely thrilled with the year that has been so far. Yeah, we're delighted. It was a building process, I would say. Um, there was probably some performances mid-year that weren't probably very good to watch for certain people. Um, but we, we stuck to it. And I think towards the end of the year, it all came together and we performed really well. And you know, we got exactly what we wanted to, to get out of the year um, and it's something that we look back on very fondly for many years to come. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely fantastic. And, you know, tell us, I suppose, be, before the All-Ireland campaign, I suppose expectations were high. Yeah, and I think in Cork, like, expectations are always high. Um, us as Cork people, we accept nothing other than winning um, and I suppose that goes across everything, you know, it could be soccer, basketball, whatever it is. As Cork people, we want to win everything that we can. And at the start of the year, we set out our saw that we wanted to win the All-Ireland. And, you know, we had a bit of a blip in the middle of the year. And, you know, I think certain people were giving out about us in the media and things like that. But we stuck together and we kind of knew we were building towards something and it was going to take us time. Um, but, yeah, that, that's what we wanted to do. And thankfully, it all worked out in the end. Yeah, it sure did. And I suppose when you're captain of the team, that bring ad- brings added pressure. Um, I suppose... I was captain back in 2020 and I probably felt the pressure a bit more than I did this year. Um, this year I essentially looked at it as if we won, I'd collect the trophy on the behalf of the team and for each game I'd go up and do the toss. And other than that, there was nothing else to it and I I tried not to think about it too much. Um, but it was a huge honour for me and for my family and for my club and um, you know everyone in my area. It was a lovely thing to do, but I tried not to, to think about the pressures around it and just focus on, okay, all your job is is to be the best player that you can be on the pitch do the toss and to collect the trophy if we're successful at the end and um, thankfully it all worked out yeah, and I suppose, look, we, we have to talk about the, the final itself. Um, it was obviously a showdown between uh, Cork and, and Waterford, so plenty of rivalry there. A lot of people, I suppose, thought the game would be would be a lot closer, but, you know, in truth, he turned it into a, a one, one-sided affair with a, a dominant display, winning on a scoreline of 5-13 uh, to 9 points. So, you know, in truth, it was all one-way traffic. 
I think, yeah, I think it was 19 points in the end. Um, we had lots of experience of All-Ireland Finals, and I don't think um, Watford have had that experience that we've had in the last few years. Um, so I think that really stood to us. It's, I also think that regardless of who we were playing on that day, we were so focused and set up so well um, that essentially it didn't matter who we were playing and we were focused solely on ourselves. Um, and we did that you know, for the majority of our games this year, especially coming into the knockout stages of the championship. Um, we just focused on ourselves completely, respected the opposition, but knew that had we performed to our ability, that we were more than likely going to come out with the, the win at the end. And I think that's what we did in All-Ireland Final Day. And that was probably a performance we've been promising for years that just probably never happened. Um, and we've been building towards that. And thankfully it happened on the best day of all. Yeah, sure did. And we have to talk about your, your own performance as well um, on the game. It, it was a, a remarkable display of, um, uh, you know, just uh, talent and, and power and pace uh, tro- throughout the game. You must have been over the moon with that. And, you know, to chip in with 3-7, it really was a, a ph- phenomenal display. Oh, I was delighted with myself, I suppose. If you would ask me that week to write down my dream scenario or dream, you know, game, I probably wouldn't have even went that far. Um, so I was delighted it all worked out and, you know... Um, something that I worked on big time this year was my movement inside so since I met Liam Cronin our coach in, in 2020 he's been you know really telling me to focus on that area of the game and you know getting yourself into goal scoring and you know scoring positions and I think that's something that really worked out well for me in the All-Ireland Final um, so I was delighted I was thrilled with myself and you know I was thrilled that we got over the line and I remember the morning of the All-Ireland just as I was going out the door leaving my mum I said if I don't touch the ball today and we win, I don't care. Um, and I think letting go of having that in your head that you have to perform, it also helps. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Look, we'll, we'll talk, uh, we'll, we'll finish up both talking about the, the, the main thing, I suppose, for the interview is going to be a huge benefit night. But just in terms of camogie in general and, you know, the way that the game, I suppose, had the, the progress in, in recent years and, and the standard and level and skill of camogie now must be at an all-time high. You must be delighted to be part of, you know, such such a great sport and watching it develop in recent times. Yeah, definitely. I'm delighted with how far it's come. I've been, I'm going into my, please God, 11th year on the panel now. And, you know, the game has come on leaps and bounds since I've joined. Um, you know, strength and conditioning is at a whole new level. The skill of players is improving all of the time. The calibre of people who are now coming in to, to coach, you know, teams and, and getting involved in Camogie. And it's just brilliant to see. And, you know, huge credit is down to, you know, people that have been involved when Kamui wasn't so attractive for people outside of the game. Um, but it's brilliant and I'm, I'm delighted. And, you know, hopefully he can go from strength to strength. And having, you know, high-profile individuals like Jimmy Barry Murphy speaking about Cork Kamui, it's brilliant for the game. Um, so we're delighted with all of that. And hopefully we can improve it even more. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Look, it's uh, it's uh, just a, a fantastic sport. And, and speaking about the, the big night at Curraheen Park Greyhound Stadium, of course, Jimmy Barry Murphy, such a, a prominent figure uh, in, in Greyhound racing um, in Cork. So it's going to be Saturday 9th of December. And uh, I suppose, you know, t- tell us how important it is for, for people all over the Cork County and all the various AGA clubs to come out and support this, Amy. It's huge. Um, you know, we're hoping that anything raised on the night will be able to go to, you know, our players' fund. And that players' fund typically supports us, you know, with just general welfare expenses throughout the year, physio, medical costs, travelling to and from training, you know, food after training. A lot of these things people think and presume automatically that, you know, because you're an inter-county player that you get. But that's not necessarily the case when you're a female inter-county player. So we're hoping it'll help us with all of that. 
and we're also hoping to get away on a bit of a break um, to celebrate the year as well. Um, so we'd be delighted if you know all clubs came out to support us on the night, and you know people would be given an opportunity to get their photo taken with the cup. And I think it'll be just it'll be just a nice way to finish off the year to celebrate what a great year it was. Um, so we're really looking forward to it, and we're hoping that people will come out and support us. Yeah, I'm sure they will. And of course, look, you know, so many clubs all over the Cork County have benefited uh, usually from great nights at Curraheen Park Greyhound Stadium, you know, in, in recent years. So, as I said, look, it's, it's very important, I think, that, you know, all clubs, not just Camogie clubs, but all GA clubs come out and support uh, this great night. And it's going to be a fantastic night. Lovely facilities there at Cork Greyhound Stadium as well. Yep, exactly. And as you said, you know, it'll be a great night. You know, they, as I said earlier, people will get an opportunity to take their photos with the team, the cop. There'll be a DJ on the night, and there's a, a really good raffle as well, which will give people the opportunity um, to win uh, a game, a Premier League game. So hopefully, people will will buy tickets. Fantastic! And uh, finally, before we be finish up, uh, tickets. Uh, how do people get their tickets for the big night? So there'll be posters everywhere on social media and you can scan the QR codes and you'll be able to get your ticket there. If you just go to Cork Camogie on Facebook, on Twitter, on uh, Instagram or any of the Cork Camogie players' uh, pages on social media, you'll be able to buy the tickets through a link there. Fantastic. And I know from speaking to Brian Collins, the racing manager at Curraheen Park, and of course Jimmy Barry Murphy, there's going to be a fantastic night of racing action as well on the track. So it certainly is a date for your diary. We'll talk more about that on the podcast in the coming weeks. But that, of course, is Saturday, the 9th of December. Looking forward to meeting yourself and, and chatting on the night, Amy, and, and the rest of all these uh, famous players. It's going to be a great occasion. <laughs> and uh, we appreciate you joining us on the podcast. Thanks a million for having me, Barry. Looking forward to seeing you on the night. Now, following on from that uh, fantastic chat there with uh, leading Camogie star, of course, uh, Cork star there, Amy O'Connor. Now it's the turn of uh, Jimmy Barry Murphy, who no doubt, um, I'm sure, already is promoting uh, this great night. But uh, firstly, we'll say hello to you, Jimmy, and uh, thanks for joining us on the, the podcast. Hello, Barry. Anytime. And of course, Jimmy, I'm sure you'll echo uh, what myself and uh, Amy, of course, were, were talking about there um, in, the, in the previous interview about the, you know, the standard of camogie and, and the way the sport has, has grown over the years. Um, the, the level of performance is now and the standard must be at an all-time high. Absolutely, Barry. And um, I think the camogie team this year certainly feels more than proud. They were absolutely fantastic. And, you know, I watched all their displays during the year from early on in the league when they were struggling a bit. And then they came to the big ones and they managed to get over Galway, uh, Kilkenny and then finally Waterford in the final. But the standard of hurling and, uh, you know, it was absolutely fantastic. And to see the likes of Amy there playing and performing so well in Croke Park, you know, they're a credit to their families and credit to their game and their clubs. Yeah, they sure are. And, um, you know, just from speaking to you off air, so many camogie people, you know, so many young girls playing camogie, not just in Cork, but all over the country. Absolutely, Barry. Both Camogie uh, and ladies football all over the place. We all see it in our own clubs. The numbers playing is absolutely fantastic. You know, compared to when I was growing up, the numbers were very small. But everywhere now, I can see it in my own club in St. Finbars and Toker. The huge amount of young boys and girls out playing. Uh, girls like for Camogie is fantastic, I think. And it's something that's really to be encouraged because there's nothing more healthy than, than playing sport at a young age. The friends you make and the good habits you inherit and all that type of thing and great people involved and uh, it's a great part of your upbringing and it helps make people better better 
there are younger people going forward as well without a doubt and you know as I said look so many great clubs all over the country so many great volunteers working so hard and at the end of the day I suppose uh, for people here in Cork the, the pinnacle of course or you know the dream is, is, is to line out you know for, for young young girls to line out for the Cork Camogie Club and um, you know this is a wonderful I suppose occasion big benefit night and it's a must support for, for everyone in the county Absolutely Barry and the reality is that women's sport and I know from talking to the girls in the Camogie team over the last couple of years, they do find it very, very difficult to get sponsorship and to get um, support for their their expenses during the year. Now, they have a couple of very good sponsors, Kiris in particular, their main sponsors are very good to them, I know that, and others, some others as well, who I just can't think of. But the expense and the, the, the support they get just is much lesser than what male teams get. And that's why we, they, they came to me and we discussed with the track board people and they could they have a fundraising night in the track to help them prepare for their defence of their all Ireland title next year. And this is what the girls have got to do to, to make their to make their facilities better and to make their chances of winning so much better. They've got to do all this work themselves, which is way different from men's sport that I've been used over the years, but that's the way it is and it's something we hope to improve on over the next couple of years, certainly in women's sport and must get great they should, they should get way greater help and support from from the government and from all these bodies without a doubt and of course Jimmy all over the I suppose you know last number of years um, maybe even the last couple of you know decades you've been involved in so many big fundraising nights for you know GA clubs in Cork and they're always so beneficial and so well supported absolutely and people in Cork love their sports people and in particular I think you know I think people I've been speaking to certainly since the night for the Camogie team was announced they really appreciate the work these girls put in and the, the lack of support at times fired them. So this is a great opportunity, I think, now to, for people to come out and show what, what we think of them and show our appreciation for their wonderful efforts in winning the All-Ireland. And all the volunteers, as you said there, Barry, who work in the background, these people do incredible work, helping people at a young age, get them off the streets, playing games. I, I'm always saying, I don't care what sport they play, but obviously this is a coming night for the Camogie team. And we want to get a massive support for them. And already I can tell you the support out there seems to be very very strong I think it'll be a great night for the girls without a doubt and of course look we, we've seen it over the course of you know the, the year so far we've had some you know wonderful nights at Curraheen Park big crowds in attendance fantastic racing great atmosphere and this is going to be another night Amy already spoke that all the girls are going to be in attendance there'll be an opportunity for the young boys and young girls to get pictures with the team and it really is going to be a night to remember and as, as I said already it's a must I think not just for Greyhound people but all people in the county to come out and support the girls on this night Absolutely, Barry, and I want to say that like that. You know, when the girls won the All-Ireland in Croke Park and Amy O'Connor there, Ashley Thompson, Maeve Callan, all these girls, they're wonderful ambassadors. They're they're the nicest people you could meet and they're, they're as I said, they're some example for, for their families. They're brilliant and young girls and all the families who didn't get to meet them in Croke Park because obviously you couldn't meet them all after the game. Well, this is a great opportunity on Corrine Park. It's a fabulous, friendly family atmosphere. They'll be able to meet all the girls. The entire panel will be there. They'll have the O'Duffy Cup there and all the young children, boys and girls, can meet the heroes and get their photographs taken with them and enjoy a very relaxing night for them all. Exactly, and uh, there's going to be great entertainment as well upstairs after. I know there's a DJ going to be you know, banging out the tunes or whatever you want to call them. So, well, you know, as I said, it's going to be a great night all around. Sorry, I've gone beyond the DJ system. <laughs> oh, I'll be downstairs enjoying the racing and getting to meet the girls, getting to meet all their heroes and all that type of thing. But I'm sure it'll be a fantastic night for all the girls and they haven't really been together since the all learned I gather, so it'll be a unique occasion for them all and their and their county board uh, officers as well to meet out there and 
show our appreciation to what are a wonderful team and wonderful ambassadors for Camogie and for sport in general in Cork yeah exactly look they treated us to, to so many wonderful performances um, you know in, in recent years and in particular of course the, the famous recent All-Ireland success against Waterford it really was a dominant display Jimmy look it's always uh, great to catch up with you no doubt we'll be talking more about this event um, in the build up to the big night and looking forward to being in attendance on the night as well and I'm sure we'll have some wonderful in, uh, interviews and images as well to share all over social media and, and, and Barry I think also the, the racing the Greyhound board are going to enhanced price money on the night so we're hoping for a, a really top class card um, really really good racing and uh, people always respond also that you, you know it's been a great year in Cork with the attendance the supporters club doing marvellous work out there and the attendances have been fantastic so it should be a great night's racing and it's really a fine, fine way to end up the year for us on the sporting sense in Cork Exactly, yeah, that's exactly it we'll, we'll end the year on a high no doubt uh, with this uh, great night Jimmy, look it's always great to catch up with you we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to, to join us on the podcast and as I said can't wait for the big night Thanks Barry now we're going to speak about a big night that's um, happening at Shelburne Park on Friday the 24th of November. It's uh, the Jim McCann Memorial Night and um, it's going to be, you know, I suppose a sad occasion but uh, great as well, um, you know, to have the night in, in memory of Jim, of course, who was uh, well known, I think it's fair to say, in Greyhound circles, um, you know, bookmaker, I think in Harris Cross from 1969 up until around 2008. And uh, we're going to say hello to Justin Young now, who um, is organising the the night on behalf of the family so firstly I suppose Justin uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast How you doing Barry no problem Very well and look I know from speaking to you I suppose over the course of the um, last week or two you're, yourself and um, you know Jim were, were fantastic buddies and you had some great days together Oh yeah oh, we did um, I knew Jim since I was a, a kid about 10 you know um, he only lived around the corner from, from us up in Fingers there so I got to know him when I was a, a youngster, you know. Very good, yeah. And you built up, I suppose, a great relationship. Yeah, I, I sort of got to know him. Um, I used to go to the dogs every night of the week there. It was a fella around in the, the local snooker hall there. And he used to go six nights a week, you know. And my father had dogs. He used to call them all Crinkle, was the name he used to give them. And uh, I got to know the fella around the snooker hall. And um, he used to... He used to go every night, and I start getting a lift off him every night of the week when I was ten. The two tracks, Hurdles Cross and Shelbourne, you know. And uh, when I got to seventeen, then uh, Jim used to. I, I was working for Labrooks in Fingers there, and Jim used to come in regular. And he told me, he said to me one time, he says, "I'll get your clerk in there someday," you know. And um, he took it from there. Then he used to go to the Phoenix Park races with him, you know. I wouldn't be clerking for him at the time, but he used to be show me the book, and he had a, a clerk there, Vincent Allen, and uh, he used to show me uh, how to do the clerking and all the rest of it, you know. So then, poor old Vincent went and passed on, and he had another man in then, Bill Walsh, and Bill used to show me how to do the clerking, and I started doing the tic tac then as well, you know. So I was out for a good long time with Jim now, you know. Yeah, of course, and um, you know, obviously, some 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 great days. Um, I suppose you know, you know, like like so many bookmakers, it'll either be a a very good night or or, or very bad night. So you know, always something to talk about. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's some uh, stories now with the 
the good nights and the bad nights. I remember working for him one day. At, uh, we went to Nice one day. I was clerking at the time for him. And there were seven races at Nice. It was on a Saturday, you know. And um, every favourite won the whole lot. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, it was a bad day at the races. So we, we headed on to Shelbourne then. The, the Shelbourne used to start at 8 o'clock in them days, you know. And I think there was 10 races that night in Shelbourne. And he lost on the 10 races there as well. So the whole 17 races for the day, he, um, he had a bad day, you know. And, that's one day that's stuck in the mind, you know. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And of course, look, there must have been it must have been great, I suppose, you know, to to be clerking with him and involved in all those big nights down through the years, you know, the the big race in Harold's Cross and Shelburne Park. They they were all wonderful occasions, not out the real big nights. Ah, uh, yeah, the the a great night. Uh, well, the Derby final now was as always was a great night, but I always remember one of the one of the best nights of the whole lot would be the first round of the. Puppy Derby and Harders Cross on the Friday night, you know, and Shelbourne the Greyhound Derby will be on on the Saturday night, the final. And the fourth round in Harold's Cross for the Puppy Derby, the money it held, the betting was unbelievable. Now it was it was nearly as good as the the Shelbourne Park on the Saturday night for the Derby final, you know. All the English people used to come over for the cross on the the Friday night, you know. Some 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 betting them nights, you know. Yeah, and of course, Jim must have, you know, enjoyed greyhound racing as well to to be involved. I suppose for for so long. Ah, oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. He, he um he had some uh, good dogs there. Now, one of the dogs he had there was uh, Peter Well Mick. He he, he was a uh, big fan of the hurdle racing, you know. And uh, Peter Well Mick, that's one dog now I remember well. He won the um, the hurdle race. I think it was nineteen ninety four in Shelbourne. It was the the Derby night. It was on the television, RTA, and all the rest of it. You know, he he enjoyed that one though. And um, he did another dog there, uh, Hoybury Barn. Uh, he won. Um, there was a match one night. I think a dog called Ludford Bow. They kept meeting in hurdle races all the time. You know, beating each other and. GJ McKenna had him as far as I remember and uh, the two of them got together and had a match one night I think it was a thousand pound for the winner or something like that and uh, Jim's dog won a Highbury Barn you know but he's a great eye for a dog now as well he, he'd, he'd often go to the sales he was a regular at the sales uh, taking bets Jim was you know he'd go even your pick you know and um He'd a good eye for a dog now. He, you know, I don't know how many cheap dogs he bought. You know, at the time maybe two or three hundred pound, and he'd get them going over the hurdles and that, and he'd sell them for maybe a thousand or two thousand at the time. You know, fantastic stuff. Yeah, great stuff. And obviously, look, it's it's very sad that he's no longer with us. But you know, great way of remembering on this, this special night on Friday the twentieth of November. Ah, yeah, it's great. It's great that uh, to be a night to remember him all the years. I think. It was 45 years, as far as I know, he spent down at the dogs, uh, Shelbourne and Hurdles Cross, so it's it's very fitting that uh, there's a full a full race card in his name that night, you know. Um, there's a, the memorial race there is an A4 race, and the reason we went for a, an A4 race is um, any time Jim sponsored a race himself, it was always for... Uh, he didn't sponsor open class races now. Maybe the odd open class hurdle now, you know. But uh, he, he'd always go for an A4 or an A5 type of a competition to 
Trying to, I suppose, trying to look after the smaller men as well. Uh, uh, the fella with three or four dogs out the back garden type, of, you know, he always had great time for that sort of a competition, you know, give fellas with 29, 40 and 50 dogs a chance of that's why we went for that that grade, you know. Yeah, I think that's that's uh, fantastic as well because you know so many people, as you said, involved all over the country with the smaller dog, and it's always great to get an opportunity to run for you know such a, a big prize there, two thousand euros to the winner, and um, an all first place prize money in the night as well, and additional money going into each race, so seven hundred and fifty euros. So it's going to be a special night. Ah, uh, well, yeah, really looking forward to it now, you know, but. Um, the races are named after some of his clerks that through the years that were with him and uh, there's a race there for his late wife Maura who passed there and I think it was April uh, 2017 you know um, and Maura wasn't well and when she passed in 2017 um, sorry I mean she, she wasn't well in 2008 I think is when she took bad and he gave up making a book almost straight away, you know. He once more wasn't well, he packed it in all together overnight, you know. Well, that was a fantastic thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he looked after her then like you stay in the house or look after her then up till twenty seventeen when she passed, you know. So he he just dropped everything, you know, and um the dogs and the horses and the whole lot that was the end of that once Marla got sick so it was uh, it was great to do as you said just out there Barry you know yeah, yeah for, for sure uh, Justin and I suppose look finally be, before we finish up and, and, and wrap it up uh, no doubt you'll be encouraging and inviting you know all his friends and everyone that knew him at come out and uh, enjoy this great night ah yeah the murder the murder thrown up for him the merrier than all his punters and all that he used to if they caught him on the price he used to give out to them, you know. <laughs> It'd be great to see all the <clears throat> the regulars from Hardest Cross, maybe, they used to go. And he's a great bunch of punters in Hardest Cross, especially, you know. And it'd um, be great if the more turn up the mayor now, make a, a good night, you know, to remember him, you know. Yeah, for sure. Look, um, Justin, I'm sure it's going to be a great night and we have to, I suppose... Um, you know, say pull a bus to your to, to to your good self for for all the work you've put into this night, and uh, I'm sure it's going to be you know a wonderful occasion, a sad occasion as well, um, no doubt. And uh, just just before we finish up, anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, Barry, um, I'd just like to thank uh, Jim McCann's family for the sponsorship for the the A4 uh, competition and the race night as well, and uh, I'd like to thank Arla Strumble. For, she put in a lot of hard work and the racing manager Michael Dempsey and uh, Barry Call got the ball rolling he told me who to ring and all the rest of it you know and uh, not to forget uh, Ian Fortune uh, when Jim passed that time he put a lovely um, piece up on uh, Talking Dogs uh, you know the funeral arrangements and all but he, he, he put up a good um, it was lovely what he wrote about Jim you know and uh, to yourself as well, Barry, for giving giving me a ring, you know. Yeah, look, we're we're delighted um, to to highlight this uh, night, and as you said, fair play to everyone involved. They're all great people you mentioned, and uh, look, we 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 might touch base after the night to see how it went, uh, Justin, and uh, you know, see who the the lucky winner was of the memorial race. No doubt there'll be great performances as well on the track throughout the night. Ah, that's great, Barry. Yeah, hopefully it'll be a good night now, and uh, also. 
thanks all the dog people for running their, their who are going to run their dogs on the night as well you know I hope um, somebody gets a few quid and all for themselves <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know? that's what it's all about yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's it Barry yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. Justin thanks so much for joining us on the Talking Dogs on Thursday podcast thanks very much Barry Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs.